You're listening to Felony Podcast on the Startup Radio Network. The Felony Podcast explores ex-felons that have gone on to launch their own startups. We explore the ups, the downs, the behind-the-bar stories with these founders. Felony Podcast airs every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today to another fantastic episode of Felony Inc. Podcast. As always, we're broadcasting live from my living room in the beautiful downtown Portland area. Uh, it's a gorgeous day today in Portland, if you like kind of gray, cold days. But it's going to be heating up soon. Uh, here at Felony Inc. Podcast, in a society that houses the largest inmate population on Earth, Anything that can be done to curb the recidivism rate is incredibly valuable, and that's what we attempt to accomplish here, show by show, one show at a time, at the Inc. Podcast. As always, joining us is my uh, illustrious co-host, Meg Thibodeau. Meg, how you doing today? Hey, Dick. Good. Hanging in. How about you? <laughs> Never better. It's one day Not too bad to see the sunshine. It's kind of peeking through here, so... I have a feeling in a week from now we're going to be wishing it was 69 degrees or whatever it is right now. Cause it's going to I don't be know. I'm not, I'm not with you there. I disagree. I'll take the hotter <laughs> the better. I swear. Get, rid, get me out of this cold, moist, mossy situation and, and give me some heat. I'll take it. All right, be um, careful what you wish for. <laughs> I'll take it. All the plants are dying, man. Um, so, uh, here's the, you know, this is crazy time, sick. Crazy, crazy, crazy times. Indeed. We dealing with uh, the inmate population, you know, or the post-inmate population, this arena that we're in, is so particularly hard hit. And it's just, it's so sad to You know, we had our first death here in Oregon inside of prison from COVID. I mean, the, the numbers are just extraordinarily high for what's happening you know, for how sick people are getting in these environments where they can't social distance. And it just makes me feel particularly um, grievous and also grateful, you know, grateful that I'm not still there and grievous for the folks that are. It's it's troubling. I, I still want to urge our listeners, anyone who knows someone in prison, uh, please write letters. Please fill their commissary accounts. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Oregon just recorded its first COVID-19 death in the prison system. Uh, Happened in Oregon State Penitentiary. And OSB is effectively the epicenter for the virus. There's 115 inmates and 26 employees have tested positive so far. And uh, I don't think that number is going to be going down anytime soon. However, uh, on a lighter note, really excited today about today's guest, me too. Close personal, yeah. <laughs> Today's guest is a close personal friend of mine. Uh, he's the founder and president of the Smoke Yours Crew, famous actor, comedian, um, star of the hit TV show Black Jesus. He played Lamar Davis on the best-selling video game of all time, which is Grand Theft Auto V. Goes to BT's Man Cave. Also seen as the on um, the Boondocks. Uh, I mean, man, he was a former rap artist named Slink Capone signed to Short Records. And you might know him as Slick Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, Slick, how you doing today? DJ Dick Hennessy, I am more than outstanding to be on the Felony <laughs> Podcast with you and Meg. Oh, it's off the hook. And you got a great message, man. We're going to work to decrease this recidivism rate, man. It, 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 it's definitely a lot of work to be done, and you're doing great things, and I'm amazed and humbled to be here. We're I mean, so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Slink, why don't you just start us off by telling us, you know, your story, where you think that the story most, the most interesting part of the story begins. Why don't you just get started there and give us a little bit of your background, how you got from there to here. The most interesting part of the story began um, late January, I'll just say the 70s, in Little Rock University Hospital, where a lovely, lovely young newlywed gave birth to a monster. So that's where it started. You know, I was born in Arkansas where I lived till I was 10 years old. My mother remarried and moved us to California. 
And um, we've been in California since. I moved. We moved to Inglewood, California, where I grew up. I spent a lot of time in Inglewood, where I went to school, and a lot of time in South LA, where uh, the majority of my family lived. And you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a kid coming up in an urban, urban environment, just like most of us coming up in an urban environment. You know, I deal with my share of uh, shortcomings and hard lessons and things of that nature. However, I'm proud to say that I'm still here alive today, free. You know what I mean? And so I learned a lot from that. But as far as what people might want to know about me in regards to my entertainment endeavors, uh, look, I started my first foray in entertainment was rap and hip hop. You know what I mean? Rap was my big dream at the time. Uh, I was pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm damn, I was pretty good then and I'm damn good now. I'm amazing. Um, yeah, so rap was my first foray. I ended up, you know, I started rapping back in like 86, started going hard in like 94. Like 86, it was just a fad. I was freestyling, having fun with my friends and my cousins. And it was just a fad. I was into the whole hip hop thing, graffiti, music, breakdance, and all that stuff, just like most kids were around that time. Uh, I ended up staying hard on the mic in around 94. That's when I started writing raps. I started really writing and saying, yo, I'm going to be a rapper. Around 97, I met Too Short, got signed to that guy. Uh, we did a lot of music together. I went on tour with Too Short, had a wonderful, wonderful experience over there on Short Records. And Too Short is still a friend and a family member to this, to this day. You know what I'm saying? I very much respect and appreciate short for introducing me to the world of entertainment in a way that he did. And, you know, um, some time goes by, you know, I'm rapping, I'm doing my thing, you know, but my dreams aren't quite unfolding or panning out. Like I want them to wanted them to at the time or within the time frame that I thought that they should have came to fruition. And, you know, Life started coming into play, you know. I had a child already, then started. I had a couple more, and you know, you know what it is. You, you got you got this dream of, of 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 fortune and fame, and you're damn good, but you know, you just don't quite get that break. I mean, working with Too Short was definitely an amazing break, but it wasn't quite enough. Well, it was enough, but I think looking back now, I didn't grind as hard as I should have grinded. You know what I'm saying? Because Short actually put me in a position to do some great things, and I kind of dropped the ball. And that kind of left me depressed for some years. You know what I mean? But my personality has always been that of, uh, you know, the the life of the party, the real gregarious. I've always been that. I've always been a class clown. So acting and comedy kind of came as second nature for me. Like, again, I'm... I have a comedic personality. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much always clowning, talking shit, cracking jokes. And I, I ended up meeting a guy in 92 who was a filmmaker. He was a young filmmaker. We worked in the same shopping center together. And when I met him, we kind of clicked. And he took a liking to my style. And he offered me the opportunity to be in one of his student films, which I took. And we started doing more films together, more you know, student films and just film shorts. And I just like doing it. And at the time, I still never gave much thought to, hey, I'm going to be an actor. Yo, I'm gonna, I should get this acting thing and try. No, I was just having fun with my friends who were filmmakers. You know what I mean? And we started doing more and more. And I started gaining some notoriety from my sketches and things. And, you know, one thing led to another. That same friend who was a filmmaker at that time ended up writing for the Boondocks. And... Through him getting that job at the Boondocks, I met Aaron McGruder. And Aaron kind of took a liking as well, and he, he saw something for me. He saw, he saw, he, he had an idea for the show Black Jesus. And I think he had that idea for Black Jesus at first, but upon us meeting and getting to know each other, I think he saw, well, I'm, I'm, it's safe to say he saw a lot in me that personified that character, and he gave me the opportunity to do it. We did it. Uh, we shot the sketches in 08. They were on YouTube and they kind of lived on YouTube for a while. I didn't, still didn't think much of it. Like, yo, it's on YouTube. It's not TV. It's just YouTube. It's just YouTube. Not really understanding the magnitude of what was going on. 
And it actually lived on YouTube for about five or six years before it came to television. Now, unbeknownst to me, you know, Aaron Magruder and Adult Swim had been, been in, you know, been in contact, been in negotiation to make it happen. And I'm glad Aaron did it like that because when it finally happened, it was, you know, everything just started going. And that was dope for me because, you know, I could have been calling him for years. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? What's happening? And, you know, probably would have bugged him out, made him tired of hearing him. You know, so that's kind of my idea with the way I work now. I don't really, if I like the project and it's dope, I don't really worry about it coming out or nothing because I know eventually it will. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just pennies in a bucket for me. And eventually them pennies are going to overflow. And Black Jesus, the sketch, turning into Black Jesus, the TV show, definitely is an example of pennies overflowing in the bucket. So pardon my long-windedness, but yeah, that's that's how I got up to Black Jesus, you know? And from there, You're I started here doing to all that stuff. Yeah, right on. Thanks, Meg. Thank you, Meg. <laughs> That's what we want from you, man. Hey, so um, I got some drowning out there right now. I just went and checked on it. My uh, my cannabis plants are actually underwater, waiting for the sun. So, ay ay ay, you got to come check them out. Hey, so let's take uh, you back just a little bit farther, Slink. We want to hear. Since we are Felony Inc. and we talk a lot about the transformation of folks from there, you, as you said, your mama gave birth to a monster. I want to hear a little bit about the monster. Well, the monster is actually a good kid, like most monsters are. Most monsters start off good kids. You know what I'm saying? I, and when I say monster, I mean it figuratively, definitely. You know, I believe ultimately I'm a good guy, man. I, I want to see people live and win and enjoy themselves. Don't get me wrong. But when I say monster, I just mean monster of a personality, a monster of, of a hustler, a monster of uh, a man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, I, I believe I, coming up, I was a good kid. I was kind of, you know, early in life in Arkansas, I was shy and reserved. I, I was, you know, I pretty, I think I had the clown in me, but, you know, I think coming to California at, at 10 years old, coming out here, I'm fifth grade, you know, children are sponges. And I, I maybe I don't know if I if I if it's right for me to say or not, but maybe I felt like I don't know what I felt like. I felt like I had a lot of catching up to do because California was definitely different than Arkansas. You know, you're in a faster place, you know. So I just kind of found my way to fit in, and that's how I think that my personality, you know, began to grow in regards to just being a personality for television and video games and entertainment. You know, I, I attribute a lot to my cousins, Shrimp Loke, Endo Fabulous. You know what I'm talking about? A little man. I, a lot of my cousins, when I moved out here, I met a lot of my cousins on my mother's side that I didn't know, you know, coming up in Arkansas. And we got we were real close. I mean, my real cousins, my mama's sisters and brother's kids. And a lot of that, you know, I got to hang with them and they wild and crazy. And I just jumped right in and fit right in with them, you know. And to, you know, pardon me for shifting gears. To go on the Felony Inc. podcast, you know, um, I'm happy to be here today, Friday, May 22nd. May 22nd makes 28 years and three days from the day that I was committed, from the day I, I was arrested for a charge that ended up leading me to three years in California Youth Authorities. So uh, it's definitely a pleasure to be able to talk to you now, especially under these circumstances, because you know, uh, rehabilitation, rehabilitation and true opportunities for inmates or excuse me, true opportunities for inmates and people recently, uh, released is important to me, man. You know, I don't think people are doing enough. There's not enough systems in place to make sure that these, these people come home from incarceration into a smooth transition. It's a sink or swim type of situation there. I think they should have job a job program, a federally funded job program, they should give inmates federal effing jobs. Well, you got this, bro. All you got to do is come show up and do the job. You know, they make it too hard for us. And you know what? To be honest with you, in 20 years, I say, I give it out because I give be, I say 40 years, everybody in America is going to be a felon. 
because they're giving everybody felonies of your felony. You know, you hear the word felony, you think violent, what the fuck they did. Felonies, man, they give these white people felonies, white collar crimes. Everybody's a felony. You know what I'm saying? So a felon doesn't make you a bad person. That just means you might have made a mistake or that just means you might have got framed. That's just it. You know what I'm saying? So saying that, I believe that people, I do believe in redemption and people should be offered the full 100% unequivocal opportunity to redeem themselves and do something great for themselves. I couldn't agree more, man. And what's what's interesting about that, obviously, is that Martha Stewart's a felon, you know. She's yes, in the and stuff like yes, that. Yeah, so you're absolutely correct. Yes, yes, um, you know, one, one of the things to me, too, that I took from that is uh, you're talking about your stint with short records and too short and that you could have taken. He put you in position to win, and you didn't really take it that seriously. The ironic part of that is, uh, of all the people I know, I think that you single-handedly have one of the best work ethics I've ever seen, you know, and I, I mean that. And I look, I really look up to that. It's people like you that inspire me to take it to that next level every day or attempt to. And um, what did, was that something that developed over time, or was that just in you? That's actually something that develops over time, and it's still developing. That work ethic, I, I thank you for seeing that in me. However, I don't quite, you know, I, I still think I'll be procrastinated quite a bit. However, we're passionate about the things that we're passionate about. And I'm just happy that, you know, I'm the things that I'm passionate about are things that could earn me an income, earn me a legal income. You you dig? And yeah. it's just, I at the time, with Too Short, I didn't smash on it like I should have. And I wouldn't always blame it on procrastination, but I say not quite knowing what to do, not quite knowing the just to ask. And I'm still kind of there. You know, again, I'm doing my own podcast, Smoke Yours Live, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m., youtube.com forward slash slink. You know, and I'm learning a lot on the go. I'm taking what I learned with short. I'm taking what I learned in Hollywood and trying and applying that to my own life. And as far as work ethic, you know, again, I'm the type of guy, I, when I get into something, I'm into it. Like, since I started this podcast, I've been doing you know, I've been having my equipment for a couple of years now, but since I started this podcast in April, you know, I basically went broke buying more equipment to make sure that I'm doing this. this is, and this is all I think about day and night. So for me, Dick Hennessy, my work ethic comes from me being passionate about what I'm doing. I can, I can easily become stagnant. We can start on the project. And if the, if it don't feel like it's going nowhere or you're not bouncing off, we're not bouncing off each other's with ideas and vibing. And it ain't, I don't feel like it's going away. I lose interest quick. I lose interest quick. And you be like, what happened to that one thing y'all was doing? Well, you know. So, you know, a lot of, for me, a lot of work ethic has to do with being passionate about what I'm doing. And acting, podcasting, rapping, stand-up comedy, you know, entertaining people is something I'm passionate about. And and when you can, you can see that, when you can see it, it when you can see it, Working and people receiving it, that makes me more passionate. You know, again, I started my podcast last month. And, you know, I've been on YouTube for 15 years. But I never gave YouTube much, you know, I never gave it much thought. You know, it's just there. And I know people, you know, have been prospering and people are, are making good livings off YouTube. But I never gave it much of a thought. But this quarantine gave me a... a Gave me the time and opportunity to say, look, bro, you ain't got nothing else to do. You can't run nowhere. You ain't got no fake meetings to go to. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of just, April 6th was my first day doing the show. And since then, I, I feel a new, I feel reinvigorated. I feel a whole new vigor and, and zest and, and zeal for life. You know what I mean? Because, you know, everybody has their own personal issues. My, I, my, I'm no different. But, you know, again, engulfing myself in my passion really allows me to, you know, not think about, you know, certain things in my life that are not to my satisfaction right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Of course. Any kind of pleasant distraction is where it's at right now. And a, a productive distraction, especially on top of that. I also oh, kind of feel like that that never satisfied with yourself element is part of a great work ethic. 
that feeling that, yeah, yeah, I still procrastinate. I could still do better. I could still go harder. So some of that feels like it's inherent in the, in drive, in motivation, in work ethic, right? I mean, it's kind of part of what keeps that fire burning is there's always somewhere else to go. We sort of manage our feelings of not enough, right? You don't want to get lost in it. You want it to keep you moving. But it feels like that piece just for this entrepreneurial context we're in, it seems like that's that almost perfectionism, right? There's more to do. There's more to go. I can do better. Let me keep trying. That seems kind of inherent in that work ethic piece. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Because, you know, you are, that's, that's a sign of a great artist, a great, you know, human, you know, when you always strive for more, you know what I mean? You always strive for better. You're pushing yourself to the limits and I'm with that, you know, and I try to find a happy medium at the same time. You know what I mean? You know, we're going to try to go harder. My, basically my, my thing with, with, as far as content and material, I'm telling all my artist friends now, I know a lot of artists that sit up on stuff, and they hold it. Yo, bro, put that out and make some more, bro. Well, I, I can't shoot it like I want to. Well, shoot it how you can and then put it out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we be so caught up in making it perfect, making it perfect. The world will never see it, bro. It'll never be perfect. As far as us being an artist, it's never perfect to us. So get it where you're good and happy with it at least and get it out there, man. Do, you know what I'm saying? Do the work and get it out there, but don't be so hard and critical on yourself that, you, that you're not unproductive. You know what I'm saying? That's some people want to do, they want to do, they want to get it so perfect. Like, you know, like I know guys with music and it's good music and you know, oh, I want to put it out. Y'all. I want to put it on Man, You got to put that shit on YouTube. You know, it's not doing you no good in your hard drive. You ain't getting nothing. Maybe if you put it on YouTube, you might start the process. And a year from now, you might be a little bit different. So, you know, it, it's, it's a great thing being um, always pushing yourself. But at the same time, man, don't sit too long on one thing. Keep going, you know. I couldn't agree more. It has more. to be some uh, kind of a management, right? Like you manage that feeling of it's not enough, but don't let that perfection be the enemy of the progress and the productivity. Absolutely. On that note, uh, let's do a quick commercial break, Slint, and we'll come right back to you in a couple seconds. Uh, I'll be smoking yours. Smoke yours. CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startupradio. Tell them Dave and Lad sent you, and we'll send you a very special surprise. Seriously, we will. Today's episode of the Felony Inc. podcast is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, such as press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to Phone Name Podcast. And if you're just joining us, our guest today is none other than Slick Johnson, star of the TV show Black Jesus. Um, Slick, what it is, Piao? Where we let me just pick up where we left off at real quick. You're talking about a uh, you know YouTube. You're kind of making a name for yourself on YouTube. Um, for the people listening today, I just want to kind of uh, elaborate on the fact that we're in, we're in kind of a significant time right now where anyone in the world has an opportunity to build something, put something on YouTube, and have it go viral or have it be kind of the catalyst or something that builds up a career off of. Um, your videos have had millions of views on YouTube easily. What kind of advice would you give to people listening that would kind of want to follow in your footsteps or be inspired by you to create their own content? that could uh, someday become something very significant. I'm going to tell you, like my player partner, Carlos Miller, very funny comedian, uh, one-third of the 85 South show. Uh, very funny dude. I'm going to tell you just like this, man, consistency. Keep doing it. Don't stop. There's going to be times where other, other factors or circumstances in your life will try to bleed over into your craft or your passion. 
you got to handle it the best way you can, but don't stop grinding. Don't stop putting out material. You got to look here because when you put it, when you put it out there, it might be slow. But when they know they can get it every day or every week at a certain time, they'll come. Build it and they will come. But you must stay consistent. And I'm learning that it took me a long time to really implement that. But Carlos Miller told me that years ago, bro, you got to stay consistent. Your podcast, you might not be getting three or four people watching it every day, but keep doing it. Keep doing it, man. Don't stop doing what you're doing, especially in regards to being positive, produ- producing stuff, making making content, and, and, and getting it out there. Do not stop, and do not hold on to that stuff forever. So what you can't get to edit like you want to get it as good as you can and get it out there because guess what? Somebody on the other side of the country is thinking that same thing you're thinking about, and, and, and they just might be the one to get it out there first. So do your thing, get it out there, get your name on it, and make your start, but do not start. Do not let the small, low numbers deter you. Do not stop. Consistency is the key. And Carlos told me that about four or five years ago, and 85 South was, was you know, was making its way around the circuit, but look at it now. Look at it now. We did, because the guy stayed consistent. So stay consistent, man, and please don't allow – things in your personal life to hinder you in pursuing your dream or your goals. Things are going to happen that you're going to have to address. However, if you want to live your life's passion, you have to work on it like you want to live your life's passion. You want to live your life's passion, work on that shit at least eight hours a day. It, it, It might not be a job that's paying you no money right now, but work on your passion like you work a job eight hours a day. You take your ass down there to, to the mall and work eight hours a day. I hope you got enough energy in you to do eight eight hours for yourself. Don't go give eight hours to a, to a job or a boss and don't give eight hours to yourself to be the boss. You dig? At least eight hours a day. Do what it is you do. Get it out there. Get it to, get it, get people to see it and stay consistent. Please. How many garbage-ass acts, rappers, actors how many garbage how much garbage ass entertainment is out here but it's on and winning because these garbage ass artists stay consistent and much respect to them they stayed on their shit you did stay on your shit don't stop don't stop i couldn't agree more man that's the secret to my success as well you know uh it's just if you do nothing that's that's what you're gonna get out of it you know like inevitably it's the people that continuously struggle and strive and just push you know, it's like the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. But there's a lot of talent yeah, I mean, out there, right? I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. What sets the people that are successful apart from the pool of talent are the people that are actually able to put their stuff in the world and keep it there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Meg. You're fucking right, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're here for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, you've been in a ton of stuff, man. I mean, I was just going over the Wikipedia thing, man. You've been in Snarknado Three, The High Court, Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History, been in the movie Perfectly Single. Um, you know, do you think that people like are you the go-to guy? You know, if people want if people listening right now maybe want to hire you to be in a movie or some kind of film production. I mean, obviously you're extremely professional. You have a ton of experience. Um. Is that something you developed over time, or is that something that's just in you? Uh, I believe it's something that's in me that was nurtured and, and is being developed over time. You know, again, uh, I'm the kind of guy, I got eclectic taste. You know, you might look at me, the loud, brass, tall, black guy, smoke weed. You know, you're going you're gonna to have your own idea or perception of me, and that's yours. I ain't mad at it. But I'm, I, you know, I, I think I fit in well because I'm, I'm, I'm a very eclectic and diverse type of dude. I like a lot of stuff. Like I, I've been saying lately, I'm a nerd. I don't think people understand how much of a nerd I am in regards to technology and electronics and things of that nature. I love gadgets, and more than just loving them, like more than just oh, I want this. You know, I'm, I'm researching and learning and, and checking out everything I can about these gadgets and things like that. I love gadgets. I love uh, 
I love poetry. I love aerial cinema. I love aerial photography. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I love photography in general. You know, so just a lot of stuff. You know, I love cooking. People don't know that I, you know, cooking is one of my passions. I cook like a mug, baking and cooking. You know what I'm saying? Some of my favorite shit. So I think I fit in well because I'm able to, once people can get past my my exterior or get past what they appear to be my surface personality, once they can get past that, you'll see like, yo, this guy fits in anywhere. You know what I mean? I can be, I can be on the block with some crips at, at 11 in the morning, and at 2.30, I'm inside of my agents, inside of my agency on, on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills chopping game, chopping up a big deal. So, you know, I feel comfortable in all these places, so that helps me, you know what I'm saying, to be able to run the gamut as far as the type of, the type of projects and, and, and entertainment that I do. I can dig it, man. And speaking of that, you know, let's just give a shout-out to the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash slink. And, uh, forward, slash 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 slash. forward slash slink. Forward slash slink. YouTube.com forward slash slink. I saw that recently you started to dabble a little bit in the, uh, in the uh, drone, drone video, right? Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. What do you have, what do you have planned for yeah. this? Well, I love it. Uh, right now I'm shooting um, a series called Higher Than You. And where higher than you is just is just basically well not just basically higher than you is I'm gonna showcase the city. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the drone, I'm gonna take flight above the city, above everywhere. Like a lot of times you go on YouTube, you see drone footage, they see you see all this scenic shit, which is beautiful. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but not enough people are flying the drones over the inner city. You understand what I'm saying? Over the inner city and 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 just checking out the sights and the sounds of the inner city. So higher than you is just going, we, we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be in the scenic areas as well. But we flying over, giving our commentary, showing different places. You know, again, somebody in, in Russia might want to see Florence and Normandy. You would never see Florence and Normandy in such uh, 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 in, in such a way, uh, unless you watch Smoke Yours TV, Slink Johnson's YouTube page, and watch Higher Than You. You won't see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw a little bit of the footage you did with the forum. Uh, it, it was immaculate. It turned out really beautifully, man. So I'm really looking Thank forward you, to what sir. you're going to put on this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah because I, I just really, I, I really enjoy flying the drone. I really, again, to the technology, the gadgets. I enjoy flying the drones. I enjoy photography. Two things that that that, that you put together, man. It's kind of like uh, your peanut butter's in my chocolate. My chocolate's in your peanut butter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we come together and it's something cool. So that, that's that's definitely dope. And you know, I enjoy flying the drones because, again, who who doesn't? I mean, I was a little boy at one time. I was a kid. You know, like most little boys, we like RC things and like to be in the yeah. air. So. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy it so much that, you know, I actually got, a, a, I bought a second drone so my son can fly. We can fly together. So it gives us an opportunity to, you know, to just chill and spend some time doing what we like to instead of me always disciplining him or correcting him or chastising him for being a kid, you know, just hang out and, you know, just enjoy each other and be on the same level for a minute. And, you know, pardon me, I, which I'm very proud of what I'm doing and Smoke Yours Live on my YouTube show. My son, my oldest son, we're working out of his studios. He's a filmmaker as well, Campaign Just, and Campaign We Trust, that's his name. Uh, we, we, we're shooting right here. He's my he's an executive producer, my co-director. We're shooting here at his studios, Campaign Studios. My younger son, he's a, he's a, a producer as well. He works the soundboard. Uh, he's all now. We got the drone. He's an aerial cinematographer. So this, I, I I definitely enjoy doing this stuff and having an opportunity to do it with my sons. You know what I mean? Just having an opportunity to work with my sons. This is the best about it, you know. And you know, to touch back on the drone and like you say, yeah, the droning is dope. The droning is dope. Actually, after this podcast, my son and I are gonna go out and fly. I mean, the thing is, right now, you know, none of us can leave the house, you know, for the most part. So to be able to kind of get transported outdoors and have just a very visceral shot, you know, of uh, Los Angeles or whatever, you know, areas you want to shoot. I mean, it's, it's beneficial. I think it's really healthy for people to be able to kind of sit back, especially for smoking and just watch that. I mean, 
I was checking it out. I was really, uh, I was impressed by how good it was. I, I want anybody that can. Go ahead, what? Clint. Go ahead. I want anybody. I want anybody who's interested that can afford to buy a drone. The Guam buy a drone. It's dope. It's, it's outstanding. You give you a different perspective of your neighborhood. If you're always looking at your neighborhood on the ground, you're driving or walking around, it's going to look a certain way. And sometimes when you're stuck there, it looks kind of dismal after just well, being just, there. It's, but it's, when, it's when, when you take that thing up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it affects your psyche. I mean, I heard, I was reading recently that one of the ways to help, you know, when you're feeling, really get that crushed myopic feeling, or if you have PTSD, which is pretty common for us folks that have been in prison, um, is you get in that mindset where everything is really small and constricted, and you feel afraid, or you feel anxiety, and one of the things that is recommended to do is to either go to a place where you can take a large uh, perspective, you know, like looking out over the horizon of the ocean, and versus mm-hmm. that myopic perspective of being in the city or being in the apartment, and that it helps yes, actually make your brain soften up and remember that it there's plenty of perspectives and other stories out there and helps to soften those small stories that we can get into in those activated states. So it's what you're doing has uh there's some science that what you're doing is incredibly helpful for the mental health of folks. <laughs> oh, it, I do believe it. You know, I, that's the first time I heard that and I do believe it because again, you know, you, you offered another perspective. Flying this drone, you, you're looking, you're looking into the viewfinder. And although you're not physically in the air yourself, your representative is in the air. Your eyes are in the air, and your eyes being in the air offer you a, a different perspective of life. It's like there's so much going on out here. Again, touching back on what DJ Dick Hennessy said about the, the video going over the forum. In that video, I did a, a, a little small, I said, a, you know, a little, I said a little something. And in it, I said how the key to inner happiness is rising above. And sometimes we need to rise above what we see. And rising above doesn't always have to, it, it's a metaphor. It doesn't necessarily mean getting an airplane to go up high or get a drone to go up high. But elevate your mental state and rise above this bullshit. I, I, I try to teach my kids to rise above Pardon my uh, French, but rise above bullshit and niggery. Niggery don't have nothing to do with black or white and just ignorant, stupid shit. You could be right here in the neighborhood. I'm surrounded by niggery. Guess what? I'm going to rise above it. I'm not, you know, again, I can't avoid it. I, you know, bullshit, problems, all that. You can't always avoid it, but the shit you can't avoid, avoid it. And when you can't avoid it, learn how to find constructive and positive ways to deal with this bullshit or not and just rise above it and don't get caught up and stagnant and you just see all these bricks and, and, and degradation, degradation, degradation and all this bullshit around you and you, you start feeling bad. No, you got to think, man, there's something else beyond that horizon. What you, what, just because what you see is in front of you don't mean that's it. Rise above that and see things bigger, man. I look at this world as a tiny-ass planet. I look at this world as a tiny-ass planet. And, and there are a lot of prison inmates that do that, too. There's a lot of guys doing their time. Their body's in jail, but their minds are. You know what I'm saying? And those are the guys that are doing great things, that are preparing themselves, preparing a place for themselves in society. You got to rise above, bro. You got to rise above. I, I love that. that. I love it. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's one of the one of the things that got me through prison is imagining that I could rise above that compound, that 15 acre compound and go so high that it started to look tiny. Right. So this whole world that I was living in all of a sudden became really small. You know, that's so connected to what you're doing with that drone footage link. That's just it's so fantastic. You really are offering a gift for folks, particularly in this time. But I hope you're talking. So that, that talk you just gave just one second ago about rising above, I hope you're connecting those two things because they really do go together. You don't have to get the drone. You don't have to get the plane to conceptually do that. But that is also one way to change your mind, to watch a video, for folks to watch one of your videos 
it will immediately, it's like listening to a beautiful piece of music. It immediately changes the way that you're thinking, right? Yes. And, that, and that's what I want. That's what I set out to do to anything I do. I want, I, I want you to get something from it, whether it's, whether it's a lesson, a cautionary tale, a laugh, a, a different idea about something you might have thought down on, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe the truth about some shit that you thought was fly, but it's some bullshit. I want you to get a different, I want you to get something from everything I do. I don't do it just uh, for the laughs or for the for the money or, or whatever benefits come from it. I do it. Well, I do it for the benefit of me. I do it for the benefit that it makes me happy. It makes me laugh. It makes me ease. It makes me at ease when I can, when I can, you know, make others at ease, especially when they come to see me do it. And I'm doing my thing and I'm making you like, and you like it. That make me like, you dig? So man, just keep grinding. No, and it's great that you're able to incorporate your children into that too, man. Put your kids up on that. But, uh, I, I said a few yeah, that's questions. cool because you know I don't really like the niggas that much. I don't really like them, <laughs> but they live yeah. here, and you know, came from my balls. So fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Um, <laughs> so just real, real quick, just out of curiosity, man. You know, obviously season one and two of uh, Black Jesus, Charlie Murphy was a huge part in that. You know, rest in peace. Uh, season three, and obviously one and two, John Witherspoon. Um, was a huge part of that. Was was really made the show. Rest in peace, Detroit. John Witherspoon. Um, in your in your dealings with both of them, uh, is there any kind of stories, anything you might be able to share from one of them, just to kind of keep their legacy alive? You know, and uh, um, just oh man, you know what? I'm gonna tell you the truth. I hate when people ask me stuff like this because I don't know what's wrong with me, bro. But my memory is my memory yeah. is like. I'm I'm losing them, and that's part of why I like to film so much now because I'm losing so much. But I had a lot of great times. I mean, so many times with Charlie Murphy and John Witherspoon, man. More and, and more, more with Charlie Murphy because we we actually kicked it outside the set a little more than me and John did. Yeah. However, it was definitely it was definitely humbling. It, it's something that I'm a whole proud for the rest of my life to be able to say that I worked with two legends. You know, I actually work with two legends, you know, nearing the twilight or the end of their lives. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's definitely uh, humbling and and awesome to be able to say, you know, that I've done it. And as far as stories, you know, you know, I just remember kicking it with, with Charlie Murphy once in Vegas. You know, he, he actually, Charlie's such a good dude. God bless his soul. He invited me to open for him doing comedy. Come on, man. This is Charlie Murphy, man. Yeah, I had a TV show, but I was nowhere near ready to do that. But he, he, he thought I was ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Charlie invited me. I opened up for Charlie on several dates. But one, one in particular, we were in Vegas. And, you know, I had already been acquainted with Charlie, been kicking with Charlie. So I kind of knew this. But it just really touched me that my man called me to come to his room and kick it and smoke some weed. He was bored. He... You know what I'm saying? He's just in there chilling. What's what you doing? They come up here and smoke some weed. We up there chilling. I mean, I smoked with Charlie before, but just the fact, you know, the brother let me in his hotel room. You know what I'm saying? He's sitting there with a roll, bumping my beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we just smoking and chilling and chopping it up, man. And what was most surreal with me, for me, because I had been hanging with him. I, okay, Charlie, you know, we acquainted. That's my guy already. I had one of my homeboys with me who had never met Charlie Murphy. And that kind of, that, that blew his mind to be able to see him, to see the satisfaction on my homeboy's face. And that's something that he still talks about today. Like, dude, we were chilling with Charlie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? Again, my only stories I can share about Charlie is stories about his humanity, his humility, and his realness. Charlie Murphy's stage persona was his stage persona. However, his personal wasn't too far. I mean, he was, he was being himself. You know, of course you're going to dress it up. You're on stage. It's a show. But for the most part, man, Charlie was a man's man. Charlie was a good dude. He looked out for me. Charlie Murphy called my phone like a friend does. Like, you call my phone, DJ Dick Hennessy? Yeah. Charlie Murphy would call my phone. We'll call. I call. We'll talk with each other for 
hours on end, just on the phone. And this is Charlie Murphy talking to me. Yeah, I'm the lead actor of this show, but come on, man, that's still Charlie Murphy. You know what I mean? And, and as far as John Witherspoon goes, we had great times on set. John has a beautiful family, man. Great sons, JD and, and, and Alex. Uh, God damn it. Uh, his wife, beautiful people, man. And John, the only thing I can say, you know, we, we spent time on the set. We kicked it out. You know, we were talking between scenes and things like that. And John just inspired me to stay grinding. You know what I mean? Because if you look at John Witherspoon's career that actually spanned over like four decades, he didn't really come to the public's eye until Friday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Until mainstream eye. He had been doing shit. He'd been a funny and super established actor. But once he once Friday hit, that's when he like really got thrust into the spotlight. You know, and I say that to say that he was Getting up in age. He was already, at that time, he probably was already about 40, 35, 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure how old he was, but he wasn't a, a 21, 20-year-old 20 actor coming in the game. He had a, he was a tenured actor. And he inspires me to keep going, despite the fact that, you know, I'm not as young as some of the other actors are or some of the other, you know, people are popping and getting all these major opportunities are. You know, just keep grinding, homie, and you'll get yours. And honestly, I only want mine. I don't want what... I don't want what uh, uh, Denzel Washington got. I don't want what Kevin Hart got. I want what's mine. You dig? And whatever that is, let me have it for me, and I'll be comfortable doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to stay grinding and hustling, you know what I'm saying, and doing what I love to do, and it's all going to come to me because I love to do it. And when you do it truly, wholeheartedly, genuinely, and, 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 and with all sincerity, you will win. It, 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 you don't know when, but it's going to happen. Just stick to it. And that's what I got from John Witherspoon. It's just to stay consistent. And that man worked until the day he, he, he died. That man was on stages until the day he died. Seventy-some-odd years old, still on stages. So it ain't no time limit. The only time limit is your life. If I don't give a damn. My brothers, if you 45 out there, you got rap dreams, and you've been having rap dreams, stay rapping. Stay rapping. <laughs> yeah, you might have to work. You might have to you might have to be a fucking garbage man to feed them kids, you know what I'm saying? Take care of your household. We need shoes, food, clothes, lights, gas. We need all that stuff, understand? So you gotta do what you gotta do to make sure you can live every day. But don't stop rapping. You 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 make pots, don't stop doing pottery, nigga. I don't care if it ain't getting you your money. If you love to do it, do that shit. Don't fucking stop. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'm too old. I'm past my time. No, fuck no. You know what I've been doing, Dick Hennessy? I've been pulling up some of my favorite rap songs that I did, and I'm making videos for them. 10, 20 years later, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I get don't you. stop. Don't stop. And don't let the world, don't let the world's youth or the world's youthful fascination deter you or, or make you feel less than anything. Cause I can get down with the best. I can. I I wrap circles around a twenty year old. I act and do comedy in circles around a twenty year old. I don't give a fuck. You might be good, but I'm gonna do my shit because I love it, and I'm gonna be better than you because I love what I do. You understand know what I'm saying? And again, that's just reiterating why I feel like you have one of the best work ethics I've ever seen. I mean, that's just proof in the flesh right there, man. And uh, just to shout out real quick. YouTube channel one more time, Smoke Yours Live, every uh, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Yes, yeah, sir. I, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash slink, S-L-I-N-K. YouTube.com forward slash slink, S-L-I-N-K. Smoke Yours Live Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. You know, I'm, I'm doing video, I'm doing comedy sketches as well a lot of times i debut my new sketches on smoke yours live and then they go on to live on youtube with standalone sketches so i'm still doing sketches i'm working on sugar and toys season two that's a fox uh, fx show uh i got dirty cops la movie coming out very soon by my boy Dar uh, joey the director very very funny movie very funny action-packed movie we got uh <coughs> um baby gangster 
by my boy, uh, by my yeah. boy Diamond Collier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Another cop, another film I get to play a cop in. You know, Baby Gangsta coming soon. <laughs> um, still shooting sketches uh, higher than you, got higher than you on YouTube. Uh, I, and you know, quiet is kept. I'm bringing Jesus back. It won't be the it won't be the comedies it won't be the adult swim show. However, I'm bringing the character back in my own thing that I'm shooting myself. So it won't necessarily be the adult swim, get down and the big major backing, but I'm bringing the character back to my YouTube channel. So I can't quite disclose as to what capacity, but uh, be looking for Black Jesus as well on my YouTube channel. And man, look here, to be honest with you, Big Hennessy and Meg, I'm doing everything I can. If I like it and I think I can do it, I'm going to try. And if it works, I'm, you know, hey, it works. If it don't work, hey, back to the drawing board. But you got to get in where you fit in. And that's one thing I learned from two short. And Dick Hennessy, I know you know. And Meg, I know you know. Get in where you fit in. I'm going to write or wrong. You're, You're so right. Slink, <laughs> <laughs> you've been such an awesome guest. Thank you so much for coming in today and talking to us. This has just been delightful. Your energy is amazing. And I just really think that you're an inspiration. Thank you for having me, Meg. And if it wasn't for you, I wasn't going to come on because I don't fuck with DJ Dick Hennessy. DJ Dick Hennessy is my guy. DJ Dick Hennessy is a friend. And, you know, he's proved that more than, you know, again, this, this is more than just industry relationships. DJ Dick Hennessy's a friend. We, we talk about shit other than entertainment and podcasts and scripting and, and comedy. We talk about life. That's my friend. So, you know, I'm very happy and very fortunate to know you, Dick Hennessy, and how you're a friend. I appreciate and value your presence in my life. Man, the feeling is 100% mutual, Snake. I can't thank you enough, man. You know, I just, uh, once again, I want to give a shout out, you know, check out youtube.com forward slash Slink Johnson, or just Slink, forward slash Slink. Just Slink. Smoke yours live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just Slink. YouTube.com forward slash Slink. I'm sure you got a bunch of great guests coming up, man. That Scarface interview was incredible. Uh, that was the first time I've seen an interview anywhere near that. Uh, one more thing, you know, May, of course, we're celebrating, we're not celebrating, but we're observing Mental Health Awareness Month all May. Um, right now, if people are going through it, man, make sure you call, text, contact, do whatever you do to people that you think about, that you care about, talk to them. You never know, a simple phone call can mean all the difference in the world to people. So uh, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family right now. Mental Health Awareness Month is real, and uh, it's very important. You know, and on, on, a, on a lighter note, catch us every Friday at 10 a.m. at StartupRadioNetwork.com. Bellamy 8 Podcast. This is me, Nate Thibodeau, and Slim Johnson signing out. We'll see you next time. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all your calls live as if they're right there in your office. And with Ruby's mobile app, you can easily control how they screen, transfer, and take your messages. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Visit callruby.com slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code STARTUPRUBY. Tell them Felony Inc. sent you and get $150 credit. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.